today we're going to talk about something that I raised in the Thursday night share, for those who attended Thursday night share, but it was a question I raised, but we didn't really answer it. So I want to discuss the answer, because apparently it's a fairly common problem, since when I mentioned that each time I mentioned the question, someone says, oh, that once happened to me. So the question was as follows. A fellow told me that he was davening Shmona Esrei. He was davening a little bit slower than the rest of the tzibur. The tzibur was already in Chazar Sashatz. The Shliach tzibur was a bar mitzvah boy. He had just become bar mitzvah. He wasn't used to the whole uh, being a Shliach tzibur thing. So he did Kedusha properly, and he knew, because it was Nusach Ashkenaz, that he wasn't supposed to say Atta Kadosh, because he did the Ladar Vadar section after Kedusha. But he not only skipped Atta Kadosh, he also skipped he just uh, picked right up with, uh, with Hashivenu. And how many people in the room noticed when he skipped Atachonein? Nobody, except for the one guy who's still in his silent Shmona Esrei, right? So nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. The people who are supposed to be listening to Chazar Sashat's aren't. The guy who's supposed to be dabbing his silent Shmona Esrei is listening to Chazar Sashat. But the only guy that noticed is the guy that was in the middle of his silent Shmona Esrei. The truth is, he was doing the right thing because he paused to listen to Kedusha. And that's why he noticed. It wasn't because had he actually been in the middle of... Uh, in his tefillah, he probably wouldn't have noticed. But the question is, what do you do at that point? Do you say something? You're in the middle of your Salah Shmonasheh. Do you not say something? If you don't say something, every bracha the Shleach Tibur says from there on is going to be a bracha levatala, and nobody's going to be Yotzei Chazar Sashat. So what is the best Eitzah? What is one supposed to do? So when I mentioned this Shaila, Yair Adler told me that he was once in a shul where he was davening, and he was also davening a little slower than the rest of the minion. And the guy didn't just skip uh, at the Chonein. The guy, like, flipped an extra page. He, like, I don't know, went straight to Shema Kolena or something. So and everyone pretended not to notice, you know. So, uh, so w- w- what do you do if you're in the middle of your Shema Nasrei and someone, uh, and, and you see that the Shleach Tzibur skips a, uh, a bracha. So one option, of course, is to just be mafsik, be mafsik in the middle of your shmones, right? And scream out that that that, uh, that is just scream out the words atachonim, so that the person will be reminded to say atachonim. The question is, are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to be mafsik in your shmones, right? somebody else's tefillah. It doesn't benefit your tefillah, it benefits somebody else's tefillah. So Mishabura quotes Achaya Adam that you're allowed to ask a shayla relating to your own tefillah in the middle of Shemona Esrei. You're in the middle of Shemona Esrei, you have a shayla you don't know, you forgot Mashabaruch, you have a suffix, whether you did, you don't know the halacha. The Mishabura is on the other side of the shul, so you can be go over to the shelf, take out Mishabura, Look up the halacha, and uh, hopefully you'll look up that halacha where he quotes the chayyad and that you're allowed to be doing that. And then you look up the halacha of what, what you're supposed to do. So you'll be poshit yourself, and then you continue. Why? Why are you allowed to be mafsik? Because your whole hefsik is to in, in, enable you to daven, your own tefillah. So for the sake of your own tefillah, you're certainly allowed to be mafsik. But that's not our shayla. Our shayla is, can you be mafsik with somebody else's tefillah? So Rav Moshe has a tshuva, and Rav Moshe Archaim Chilak Dalit Simin Tes Zayin, about this very topic. And he proves that even L'Tzorech Tfilas Acherim, you can be mafsik, because there's a minag that the Gabai, when it's a day that you say Yalaviyavo, at Mariv, before you start Shemon the Gabai yells out, Yalaviyavo. Now, why does he yell out Yalaviyavo? Now, emotionals, they don't do that anymore. What do they do? Just a clap, right? But in Shulchan it says that in Shachris you just give a clap. But by Mariv, you yell out, Yala v'yavo. So, uh, so now clearly, the guy who's yelling out, Yala v'yavo, 
is 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 not uh, has not forgotten Yalaviyava because he's the one that's yelling it out. So obviously he he's not doing that to save himself. He already remembers that he's supposed to say Yalaviyava. Why is he yelling out Yalaviyava? Litzorech. Everybody else's tefillah. Litzorech the tefillah of other people. So you see that you're allowed to be mafsik between Gula and tefillah between Gali Sol in the beginning of Shemon Esrei. Litzorech tefillah sacherim. Even though normally you're not allowed to be mafsik between Gula and tefillah. That's what Moshe's raya. At least that you're allowed to be. But Rav Moshe rejects that raya because if other people don't say Yalaviyavo, let's say it's not Rosh Chodesh, let's say it's Cholomoed. What happens if other people don't say Yalaviyavo on Cholomoed? So the halacha is they are not Yotze, they're going to have to repeat Shmon Esrei. So says Rav Moshe, it could be the Gabbai is yelling it out for, for the sake of his own tefillah. How is it for the sake of his, of his own tefillah? Because he's going to remember Yalav Yavo. But if everyone else in the room forgets Yalav Yavo, then it will turn out that he didn't have in tefillah b'tzibur. Because he's the only one being Yotzei Tefillah. So in order to enable himself to be Yotzei Tefillah B'Tzibur, he needs to yell out, Yalav Yavo. So that's for the sake of his own Tefillah. But Rav Moshe points out that rejection is not so convincing. Because after all, we're also Machriz Al-Hanisim. And a person is certainly Yotzei Tefillah without Al-Hanisim. We also scream out Yalav Yavo on Rosh Chodesh. And if they forget Yalav Yavo and Marav on Rosh Chodesh, they are Yotzei Tefillah. And Rav Moshe doesn't point this out, but we've discussed in the past of Salvatic thought that what's the rule when you forget Yalav Yavo and it's Tefillah, that if you forget, you have to repeat the Tefillah. Why is it they have to repeat the Tefillah? So Moshe is making the assumption you have to repeat the Tefillah because you weren't Yotzei the first time. Remember we quoted Rav Shach and Korah from Salvechik in Eretz Tzvi. Not so. That maybe you are Yotzei Tefillah even if you forget Yalav Yavo, but you're not Yotzei. The additional requirement of Haskaras Me'ena Maora of mentioning the day in the Tefillah, and there's a big heter that you're allowed to repeat all 19 brachos, which would normally 19, normally be 19 brachos of Atala, just to enable you to be Yotzei Haskaras Me'ena Maora. So if that's the case, with Moshe's idea that you're saving yourself your tefillah b'tzibur would turn out not to be true. Rav Moshe then quotes a machlokas, whether you can be mafsik after netilas yadayim and before hamotzi, if it's l'tzorech the se'uda. Now, let, let's be clear. If you've already washed netilas yadayim and you have not yet said the bracha of al netilas yadayim, are you allowed to be mafsik? No, at that point, big misconception, at that point you're not allowed to be mafsik because the bracha goes on the netila. So certainly be, after washing before the bracha, it's a big kasha, the baliyatosas are bothered, why don't we say the bracha before we wash, like all other birchsa mitzvah So for whatever reason we don't, or most people don't, or Shakta does, most people don't. But, uh, but you got to make sure that the bracha connects to the natila. But what about after the natila, before the hamotzi? So you're supposed to try not to be mafsik. Are you allowed to say, pass the salt at that point? Or I need a chala knife to cut the chala at that point? Are you allowed to say that? So yes, that halach is you're certainly permitted to say. What about if you notice that... Uh, for later on in the meal, you know, you're going to need uh, the hummus dip because you see the pizza chips are out or something. So you say, oh, someone bring the hummus dip. You don't need that for the hamotzi, but you need it for that su'uda, but for later in the su'uda. Can you be mafsik? Rav Moshe quotes a machlokas, whether you're allowed to be mafsik between netila sedayim and hamotzi for the sake of some other tzorech, Hasuuda, but not for the sake of the requirement of a motzi. And Rav Moshe makes the following cheshvin. Uh, this is what he suggests. 
He says, if you're only allowed to speak about the hamotzi in between the al-natilis adayim and hamotzi, it must be that you hold that fundamentally speaking about tzorche suda is a hefsik, but under the circumstances we permit it if it's going to help you with your hamotzi, meaning it is called a hefsik, but we're going to allow it. Uh, you would then say, similarly, that screaming yalaviyavo between Gula and Tfila is also a hefsik, but under the circumstances we're going to allow it, because that would be the parallel between Gula and Tfila say yalaviyavo. Under the circumstances we're going to allow it, because you need it for that Tfila right there. But then says Rav Moshe, to scream something out in the middle of its fila, if you're going to consider that a hefsik, to help someone else in their Shemona Esrei, if you're going to call that a hefsik, you're never allowed to be mafsik. In the middle of your Shemona Esrei, then you would not be allowed to be mafsik, even to help somebody else. But, if you learn that between the Tilsi Yadayim and Hamotzi, the, you're even allowed to speak about other Tzar other Tzar then it must be that you're learning that talking about Tzar is not even a hefzik. And therefore, Rav Moshe makes the connection, he suggests, to talk about a tzorech of someone else's tefillah would not be considered a hefzik at all. And that's why you're allowed to do it between Gula and tefillah, and maybe you would also be allowed to do it in middle of your Shemona Esrei. But even if you learn that way, Rav Moshe says, you're only allowed to do it in middle of your Shemona Esrei, being bracha lebracha. But you're certainly not allowed to destroy one of your brachos if you're right in the middle of a bracha. But l'chorah, even without that fancy cheshben, what the real issue over here is an issue of chatei k'deshi yiska chavircha. When do we tell a person, what's that phrase mean? Chatei k'deshi yiska chavircha. When do we tell a person, you do an avera so that someone else will benefit? You know, the Gemara has in two places, the Baliatosos and the Rash, but they ask the stira. Gemara talks about, for example, someone puts dough in an oven on Shabbos. What did he just violate? Afiyah, right? Good. Has he violated Afiyah yet? Not really. Only once it bakes, he violates Afiyah. Let's say you can pull that dough off of the oven, not out of the oven. It used to be they'd wrap the dough on the oven. You could pull that dough off of the oven. You could scrape it off of the oven before it bakes. You could save him from Malacha There's only one problem. Pulling dough off of an oven is an Isidra called Radiyah Sapas. So th- that guy uh, is, is going to violate an the rice unless I violate an Isid to save him. So Gemara says, Ein adam We don't tell you to do an Avera so that someone else will benefit. Uh, but uh, there's another Sudya where the Gemara talks about, I gave someone produce, I gave him some wheat, and he went on his way, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I never took Trumus some Isis from him. So there is an Isid that you have to, that you're not allowed to be Torim Shalom and Amukaf. That if he has, if some of the grain is way over there, I'm not allowed to take trumas and maestros on that grain from what's over here. And this is and Torim Shalom and Amukat. The Gemara says, yeah, but to save that guy from eating Tevel, he has no idea that what he has isn't kosher. He thinks it's all already gemeisered. So to save him from eating Tevel, I'm allowed to be Torim. Shalom and Amukah. So the Bali Atosos asked that Steve. It's a complicated sugya. We once had, uh, I once gave a time in Al-Akhshir on this topic about well, Hatzalah guy. Hatzalah guy responds to a call on Shabbos. And believe it or not, not every Hatzalah call on Shabbos turns out to be Pikoach Nefesh. Sometimes it's a guy, you know, they show up and the guy's like, yeah, I stubbed my toe. I was like, I was screaming so loud, my wife thought it was Pikoach Nefesh and she called Hatzalah. But like, it was just, uh, you know, it was just, just really hurt. But I think I'll be all right. Um, so now, that's all the guy that shows up and he realizes he, he responded, he got into a car for his stubbed toe, 
he knows that uh, his shul was in the middle of the rabbi's drasha, so every Yatsola guy wants out, so they're all running, and everyone's jumping in their car right now, so should he get on his walkie and tell everybody, stand down, don't, don't drive, you know, just go outside shul and hang out there if you want, but don't, don't, don't drive, don't drive on Shabbos. Why? Because you're going to, there's, they're, they're going to violate Nisad Rice every time they hit the gas and every time they hit the brake. I mean, this is the Raisa. What's the issue of getting on the walkie? It's in the Sidra Abanan. Do you tell a person, I think Israeli Atzal and American Atzal have different Piske Alacha about how to handle that situation, actually. But back to us, that's what the Shaila really is. I'm going to do an Avera being mafsik in the middle of my Shmon Esrei. Kedeshi Yizka Chavircha, so that the other uh, guy Shmon Esrei will be a good Shmon Esrei. Mishra Bruin Simon Sadi says that you're allowed to be mafsik, because being mafsik is only the Rabbanon, to save somebody else from an Isodol Raisa. But you're not allowed to be mafsik in your Shmon Esrei to save somebody else from an Isodol Rabbanon. So now the question is, what is the Brachel of Atala that the Shleif Tzibur saying? Is that an Isodol Raisa? Or is it Nisad Rabbanon? So it may depend on whether Brachel of Atala is Nisad Raisa or Nisad Rabbanon, which happens to be Machlokas Rishonim. Now the truth is this might be different because the guy's going to say many Brachas of Atala, not just one Brachel of Atala. Every Brachel of Shonesri after that's going to be a Brachel of Atala. So maybe a, a repetitive Isurim de Rabbanon would, would, would add up and would, uh, would, would reach the Madrega of Nisad Raisa. Quantity versus quality in Isurim, like Rav there's also a Tzorach Rabbim over here. There's a Tzorach Rabbim because everyone needs the Chazar Sashats. So you're going to stop the whole Tzibur. It's not just one guy Shmon Esrei. It's Chazar Sashats. It's for everybody. Or you could say on the flip side, it's for nobody. Meaning no one really needs it because it's just something that we do because of Minagavosenu or whatever. If you don't hold the Salvation's whole part of Tzibur, had Tzibur, that we just do it because we do it, so that maybe it's really saving nobody. But the truth is, put all of that aside, there's a much simpler Eitzah. Much simpler Eitzah. When I asked Rabbi Sachs, he said, I don't understand the question. He says, why don't you just walk over to the Chazan and point to Atachonim. Don't be mafsik, don't speak, just walk over to the Chazan and point to Atachonim. Now what he's referring to is the Beis Yosef and Simon Kofdal, the quotes from Rabbi Yonah, and based on Yerushalmi in the fifth parak of Brachos, that even though you're not allowed to be mafsik, that's mafsik uledaber. But to just move, to walk, that's not really called a hefsik. Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kuftal Tziv Gimel paskins that way, the Ramah paskins that way, with uh, the, the, the case of Nachush Karuch Alakevo. You ever learn those Mishnayis, right, in Brachos? You have a snake wrapped around your heel or something. Should you continue to daven or not? So uh, most of us, probably not, right? We probably wouldn't be so okay with continuing to daven. So what's the Eitzah? Move! Just walk out of the way. You know, the postcom discuss, the postcom apply it to your davening room, and a bird flies in the window. Right or a cat walks in the room. It's very hard to concentrate, but you're right in the middle of Shmon You know that if you just try to continue, your Shmon is gone. It's not going to happen. But if you can go to another room where there is no bird or no cat, so that would be better. Being mafsik by Hiluch is very different than being mafsik Bedibur. And as long as you're not mafsik Kadei Ligmaris Kulo, as long as the amount of time that you wait is not enough time to finish the entire Shmon Esrei, then, uh, then it's okay. It's not going to be a hafsik. So Lechora, next time that happens, that you're paying attention to Chazar Sashat and nobody else is, and you're in the middle of your Salon Shmon Esrei, and the Chazan misses a bracha, so that's Lechora the right thing to do. To make a motion if you have a sitter, to motion if you can't, to motion uh, from where you're sitting, walk over to the Chazan and point to the bracha that he skipped in his sitter so that he'll get the hint and he'll know what to do.
Okay.